0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rugby League Talks. I'm Kiggs. I'm Jacob. And we're back here for another week where we're absolutely getting hated by uh, Broncos players.
1: Me in particular. Um... Broncos fans. It's when, when we say that the Broncos haven't made a great decision, it's not a personal attack on you guys. No. We're yeah. just saying... We think it could have been handled better.
0: Um, and I think our words got ta- like mixed up in what we were trying to say. Um, this was in relation to a post earlier this week. Um, we were never trying to target the fan base or the club in particular. We weren't saying it's a shit club. Um, we were basically just trying to say how... They can develop their developmental system better, and how they can treat their players better. Um, uh, one thing that got mixed up, and maybe this was my fault. Tessie knew was the pitcher, and a lot of people took that, uh, took that as oh, he's saying that Tessie getting sacked is a developmental issue, is uh, issue, and they said oh, and their their comment was he wasn't even going to play for us in the starting 17. Uh that was
1: that could have been true. But it it for... was true, but it's I think what we're trying to say not to talk over you for is that that's kind of a moot point because we're not talking about being in the starting 17, we're talking about developing players in Queensland Cup.
0: Yeah. That that is our focus.
1: Um as yeah, you both know, Tessy new could have had a spot at South Logan where he would just work specifically with the defensive coaches at Brisbane Mm. to work on developing that side of his game at Queensland Cup level. And once he's able to start organising a defence well there, if Reese Walsh has a few off games and you're trying to send a message to Walsh, who notably has had some off-field issues as well, then that's when you can bring in Tessie New.
0: Yeah, and um, my, my argument back was, well, we're not talking about him... As a player, we're talking about the whole developmental system, and that's the thing. If Tessie was developed correctly, as we spoke about last week, who knows? Somewhat. We could have seen him um, get that full box, full back spot this year,
1: and no, then they don't need to sign Walsh Yeah, but well, um, truthfully. Tessie knew should have been playing as much Queensland Cup as you could as soon as it became apparent that Tamari Martin was going to be the rake over at Broncos. A hundred percent. And the fact that they've gone to put him at Redcliffe now it depends how Redcliffe are gonna develop him. Yeah. He probably might get a starting center spot there, hence why maybe that's why they made the release. But if if you're the Broncos, you know, you you can keep Tessie and you can play him at South Slogan. Tessie it depends. Maybe they made the release on compassionate grounds. There's a lot of things that we don't know. But what I am saying is that I do think that Tessie could have been developed better. Especially because I think it's understated how important it is for young players to get their time in Queensland Cup and learn their game. If they're not playing in that first team side. Because the reality is, if you're if you're playing a few games a year... Or if you're like what doing what Dearden was doing, or what I think Tyrell Sloan at one point was doing, where you're just playing limited numbers off the bench, what Hammer was doing last year, how do you improve your game if you're not playing footy? hundred percent. That's so exactly making right. some making someone the 18th or 19th man or whatever every week. That's not how you're gonna develop a player because you don't just learn things at training. You learn them by applying them in games. And that's you know, that's the whole point of Queensland Cup, that's the whole point of the developmental system, when that's something that I think a lot of people don't get. And the reason why we emphasise this so much with the Broncos too, is because if you're familiar with Queensland Rugby League, the way that the teams work, and also the talent catchment of Southeast Queensland, you understand that junior footy and its pathways leading up to places like South Slogan with the Magpies, Winner Manly with the Seagulls, North Devils, you know, there's there's a lot happening Mm. in terms of developmental pathways. Redcliffe previously, but I believe obviously they've got their NRL team. Yeah. That was four Queensland Cup teams that were linked with the Broncos for a while. And that means that there's four areas where you've got people signing up for their junior clubs and their entire goal is getting to the Broncos. Yeah. So it's... it's one thing to have all this giant funnel of you're pouring in so much into the funnel, but if your funnel isn't refining everything that's going into it, then it's not going to really work. And I think this is something you also want to note with Penrith, with how they develop their players. I've got Sony Luke coming into their 17 next year. How long has Sony Luke been playing developmental footy for? Because he was in under-20s back in 2015 with the current side. Yeah, he played in the uh, NYC Grand Final with Cleary and Luai. Exactly. And now, after all this time he's worked his spot and he's gotten into the NRL... And we'll see how it goes. Nico Hines as well. Oh, he's he a big one. Has played. He has played the majority of his footy at a developmental level. Yeah. Um, Anyone? he won the Dallium And sure. he's. Yeah, exactly. And he's bounced around a fair bit until he got to Melbourne. And I understand that a lot of people will say, "Okay, yep, yeah, this is it's just because of the storm or whatever." But the reality is, a lot of the stuff that he's learned as a footy player, he has done it on the field while playing at a developmental level previously. Yeah, 100%. Maybe. So, that's... You need Cody Walker is another one who was also a late bloomer. He mm-hmm. spent a lot of time playing developmental footy. I actually believe Cody Walker was playing for East in 2013 in the grand final against the Makai Cutters. Uh, a team that was made up of guys like Michael Morgan, Jason Tamalolo. I, I can't remember off the top of my head if Kyle Felt was there. But, yeah, basically the point we're getting here is when it comes to guys like Tessie New, don't underestimate the importance of sometimes just letting guys sit in Q Cup and understanding that not every player is an instant gun. You know, Jonathan Thurston didn't lock down a full-time starting spot until he was 22. We've got guys that are 20, 19, being thrust in, and in Brisbane, they're being told that they're not enough, they're not good enough at this age, despite... You know, like I said, there's been players that have made their debuts at 22, 27 in, I think, Cody Walker's case. And they've gone on to become very talented players.
0: Yeah, it's a bit crazy in my opinion. Um, yeah. But, you know, stuff like this happens. And if so, I'm sorry if I upset anyone. I didn't try to. Um, I was just stating my opinion based on the developmental system currently in Brisbane. But, honestly, let's just move on from the fact that's last
1: week. Now let's get into this week's episode. Yeah. Um, I did want to say that just because, obviously, Queensland Cup footy, that kind of stuff, development or something I'm very passionate about, so I just yeah. wanted to get a lot of that out there. Not like you work for them or anything. What?
0: Um, but for this week's teams, we have Cowboys, Rabbitohs, and Titans. Um, three big teams that are going to going to be a bit interesting this year, um, or every... every I've said that about nearly every team this year, actually. Um, but in a way, that they, they're in three different spots, I believe. Yeah, the Titans, who yeah. are wanting to make the 8 again after their 2021 campaign. Um, they, you have the Cowboys, who just narrowly missed out on the grand final last year. Uh, and the Rabbits, who are in a very solid spot. They have a Luttrell back, full in form. So let's just, I reckon we start with uh, Rabbitohs. Um, yep. I'm gonna say we'll start off with those because I, I feel there's less to talk about with major headlines uh, compared to other teams like the Cows and Titans, um, yeah. and that comes off what they've who they've signed and who they've uh, lost over the past twelve months. Signings I literally have no one. I could not find a single sign in these guys have made in the last twelve months. Unless it has changed, I don't know. Um, Again, this was made a couple of weeks ago, but I heard no major signings. Uh, but the losses: uh, Mark Nicholas, Cody Nicorima, and Jackson uh, Barlow. Um, I say Barlow because I don't know if they pronounce it the same as Junior. Um, yeah. I think the biggest loss
1: there's Mark Nicholas, seasoned veteran for. Actually, um, Jai Gray is one signing that I know for the Rabbitos. But is that because of the SRL? No, it's Jai Gray, as in the, um... He was a former Broncos player.
0: Oh, okay. I was thinking... No, I only... Actually, now you say it. Uh, Collins. Um, I think someone did mention it in the Sol
1: Discord server. Um, yeah. Um, so he was born in 2004, so obviously not. Yeah, Probably. right. Yeah, he's he's a development player, basically. I think he did play in, um... Under 19's origin for Queensland last year. Uh, obviously, Duffy and Mene were in that game as well. There were also some Jonah Pezzett that we spoke about with his attitude off the bench. He was the um, 7 for New South Wales in that game. Yeah, and Luke Jack, one of my personal favourites. Uh, oh, yeah, and Luke Jack was playing. There was also, I think, Thomas Weaver was playing. Yeah, there, there was lots of talent in that game. What's he play? Uh, Weaver. Yeah eighth uh he, he generally plays half back when he's playing for Tweedhead seagulls in Hastings Deerings.
0: okay there you go Jai gray he was the 14 for Queensland this under-19. yes uh or, or also uh good to mention Eddie Hampson
1: oh yeah and Hampson, Blake Mozzle was playing so. in that side he was the hooker oh I I was like. he was duffy I don't I don't think Blake Mozzle looked absolutely fantastic in that game no Um... I think Duffy, was ben, the, Duffy and Mene were the only ones I remember. Mene, Mene looked really good out there. Yeah. Um, also Queensland. I actually thought Hampson had a really good game considering circumstances of the team not really getting on top. A mm. good line runner. Uh, does the quiet, hard work. I quite liked him. Um, now he's honestly, off to the honestly, I'm, I'm... Yes, he, he's off to Newcastle, which honestly that's a pretty good get over at Newcastle, I mm. think. To be able to have a second rower and develop him of his quality. who You know, he's got his head screwed on from what I know as well because I went to primary school with him. He was a pretty good bloke. Yeah, he's an amazing so, bloke. and Yeah, exactly. Obviously, you, what are, your mate's with him. You'd know this. Yeah, I coached him, basically. So, yeah. He coached, yeah. I coached him in his so senior he, year of high school. Wow. Uh, mm. he's, he's definitely got his head screwed on and I think he, he'll take it seriously so there won't be any what ifs with Eddie I think he'll know that he puts in what he has to yeah 100% um,
0: with these losses for Rabideaus going back to Rabideaus now sorry um, that's good I think Mark Nicholas is the big one here for me he's a seasoned veteran uh, the GOAT as we call him he lose that experience in the forward pack but to be honest I'm looking at it and I'm like Hmm, not a that he a hole is filled after he comes in, and it's a pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, of course we lose Jackson Barlow in the back line, but then Isaiah Tarsus comes in and fills that up. Or Milne, Milne.
1: I think I think Tars plays in the centres with Mill on the wing because yeah. that's what they generally have done. Yeah, they do. I think
0: so. Um, but Milne, um, Milne suspended for the first three matches because of the uh, semi f- against because of the final against um, Chooks. Also, yeah. Cody Nicarima, so they lose their bench utility. Yeah, but again, just replaced from an- an- another person. It's like the next man up mentality, like it, they're yep. They've played games. Let's go over this best 17. Uh, Trell Mitt at fullback. I've got Milne and Johnston at uh, on the wing. Tars and Graham in the centres. Walker and Ilias, of course, in the halves. Burgess and Totola starting props. Cooker dummy half. Arrow and Colin Matangi in second row. And Cam Murray will pack for scrum at 13. Of course he will, being the captain. And then the bench... I got uh, Black Tafe, Liam Knight, uh, Havili, and Daniel Sukul Fafida. So, everyone there has played a game of NRL. Uh, Black Tafe, of course, was filling in for Trell Mitt uh, when he was injured with his hamstring. Uh, Most notably, he did play the 2021 Grand Final against Penrith at fullback. And then we've got Havili, who can slot in either at lock or dummy half. Liam Knight, who can fill a prop role, or a second half role. Oh, not second half, sorry, second row. And Fafida, who can fit anywhere in that forward pack except hooker. So,
1: bench looking pretty decent, not going to lie. Yeah, I think Havili is very handy. I think I quite like him in that... Forward roll he is decent for contact on his tackles. Saluka Afida can be pretty underwhelming at times, but he does fill a spot that needs to be filled. Uh, Liam Knight, fantastic player, and then Taff. I think that'll be the interesting one, whether it's Taff or whether Mamuzelis somehow yeah. gets the 14th spot and spells Cook for a bit.
0: Well, I, I think um, with Hervilly, if like if they do go Hervilly in that uh, bench, I don't think you need to put him. I don't think you need uh, Pete because Heavily can
1: fill in that dummy half role. Uh, if that need... is true, but then it comes down to your middle rotation.
0: It does, yeah. Because <laughs> it... that'll
1: mean that that'll mean that you need big minutes from Burgess, Totola and Murray. Murray can definitely do it, hundred percent. Totola and Burgess, yeah. Totola and Burgess. It's not that they're unfit, but it's just that their play style, given that they're fairly chunky props probably doesn't work with that kind of rotation. I, I uh, could, It'll be interesting to see.
0: I can see Havili slotting into a prop position and being that second ball moving. If, like, Murray's tackled or something, he can get into that um, 13 roll,
1: you know? Yeah, it'll, it'll be really fascinating to see, basically. It's just like... Anything can happen. I,
0: I, I picked Blake because mostly... Um, Obviously, that, he can fit anywhere in that back line, in my opinion. He's a 5'8". Uh, he's played 5'8 before. Of course, he's got that big experience at fullback. Um, he could probably play centre or wing, if need be. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've, I don't know if he'll get much minutes. Um, but I personally just would like to see him be in that best 17 after all he's been through with that squad. Um, he he does a job. You know, that's what you, your fourteen needs to do. Um, yep. If I go to a maybe the best fourteen in the comp, the first one that comes to my mind is Dill, uh, Dylan Walker from. Uh, it's a fair shout. Yeah, from uh, Seagulls, who's now gone over to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I I think this squad could do what uh really good. Like it's a solid team. Um, you look at it, and I don't think there's any like weak spots. Um, like they're not stick, sticking out like a sore thumb. That's for sure. If there is a weak spot, uh, I know for certain teams would go, "Oh, Locktrinius," because it's his second year, first grade. But uh, he improved dramatically from the first to the last game he played. Um, he had he had his rough moments last year, and I think that's why he's a player to watch for me, him and Walker mostly. Um, there was that one game where uh, Ilias did get hooked after a certain uh, amount of time on the field because the Rabbits didn't just get into their flow like they usually did. I think it was against the Dragons. I, I Yeah, I think so too. And uh, The Dragons flogged him that game. Um, it was a first half... First half thrashing thats for sure. I think. Um, with Ili- I just like Ilias's kicking game, and he can—he gets into positions that allow him to set up his teammates, or he gets into positions to allow him to be on the front foot. Um, I did one of a—I did a post uh, for Rabbitohs versus Bulldogs uh, with how Ilias and Damien Cook were able to use Cook's. Uh, running from dummy half to set up a try, uh, it worked wonders It they were able to so hook so cook was able to run out of dummy half But then pass it to Ilias and draw all The defensive line onto him and once he sucked into Vita Pengai and another bloke He was able to shift it back to cook and he was just able to run through the field I believe that was Easter weekend uh, because my dad put a uh, multi for cook Mitchell Moses, and Nathan Cleary. No, not Nathan Cleary. Someone else to score a try, and he got it. Fantastic. 100%. Uh, we don't uh, bet responsibly, kids. Um, for, <laughs> for yourself, who do you think is a player to watch this season? I've mentioned two.
1: I didn't talk about the other one. So I've... Got a fair few. I think what happens with Latrell Mitchell and whether we see much load management with that hand is going to be a very key point for me. Uh, If he does get injured, obviously you, you could expect either Johnston or Taft to fill in that fullback role. But obviously that does make things a bit clunky in terms of how you're setting up that attacking shape. I think Latrell Mitchell, he was a very interesting type of player when it comes to... He was not raking up many metres at all Mm. when he was playing. But what he was doing was he was being mega effective when he did get the ball. And I think that style of play versus being a fullback who's constantly getting his hands on the ball could suit him more and help him manage that load. But I wouldn't be surprised if we do see him at least out for a couple games. Um... Other than that, obviously, we've talked, we've spoken about Ilias. I think him being able to improve some of his play would be decent, but I don't think he was the um, overall defining factor for them. I think it's going to be how their forward pack works. Yeah. Tartola's fantastic. Burgess is decent, but I'm not entirely sure if Burgess is the kind of guy that takes them to the next level. I think for them they're just going to be looking to stay in the eight and let Ilias develop. But at the same time, you've got Mitchell, and you kind of do get like a feeling that that premiership window is still somewhat open considering how well they've played now. And it does come down to how Ilias is developing. It um, Their window is larger also, than the majority of the team, so in the top eight. I, I agree. Also, something I do need to add that is mega important is Cam Murray. A lot of that attack comes down to Cam Murray. Um, I think the reason that the Rabbitohs were able to kind of so seamlessly move from the Reynolds era to the Ilias era, it seems, is because whatever's happening, they're both playing out the back of Murray. It's Walker, who's generally making the calls for the ball. It's Mitchell, who's usually having that last touch in terms of setting the tries up, making that last read that Ilias, all he has to do, really, is just engage into the right space and make sure that he is getting some decent ball to walk up.
0: I think that's what they struggled with this year, to be honest, is that they became predictable on what they were going to do. Like, somewhat, yeah. Uh, ma- majority against the Penrith side, you know, obviously they were versing a Penrith side with great defence, but... Yep. So many teams were able to make reads on it. Like, the moment you see you saw Cam Murray get the ball, you put your pressure on Ilias, or you yep. put your pressure on Walker
1: because you know one of those two are going to get the ball. Exactly, and that's why I think the running game of Ilias could help open things up because that way they're not always going to be able to sweep out the back. It's the same with Murray. I think Murray does have the versatility to make it work with his running game because he does tend to be a decent meter eater. But yeah, it'll be really fascinating. Souths are probably one of my favourite teams to watch in terms of the way they play their attack. Because even before Bennett, back in the Seabold years, they did have a very fascinating attack that they were running.
0: Yeah, and I, I, that's what I feel like when Murray runs, it's dangerous because he can get a fast play to ball and it allows Ilias to then go into first receiver and build off that, build off that momentum, and then Cook, and then Trell, and then Walker. It's a never-ending momentum footy. That's why they were so good in 2020, one of those ch- rules, because six agains were so common. They were, yep. every two to three sets, there was a six again, and it just allowed those teams to ge- be on the front foot for the entire game. Uh, we looked at it at, with Manly. Tommy Turbo uh, yep. won the Dally M with only 15 games, and he scored more than Thurston. More deli points than first in,
1: in yeah. two thousand
0: six. Two thousand five Not just
1: that. Not just that, but also adding Cody Walker was insane in that second mm. half of twenty twenty one. Like he's usually a guy that has a slower start to the year, but I think he put up over thirty try assists that season. Which yeah, is He broke the record. Like Yeah, like everyone gets like rightfully so, we're all talking about the records that Tommy Turbo was killing but when you start looking at Cody Walker and what he was doing for that season I think that's something that kind of gets overshadowed just because of how wildly good that season was from um, Tommy Turbo
0: and to put it in Cody Walker was the only 5-8 in contention to win the M that season from yep. what that was announced prior like, they, they announced the top 5 fullbacks, um, I think a week gap from the Dally M's and Cody Walker was the only one in, the, like, that era, that area. So, to be the only fullback, uh, to be in the only 5'8 in that area is uh, amazing. You know, you had guys like DCE, Turbo, Cleary, um, a lot of great guys in that one area. I forget who the fifth one was, though.
1: I think it was Benny Hunt. I don't know. I can't remember. I wouldn't be surprised in 2021 if Payne Haas was somewhere thereabouts. Yeah, that's true. I mean,
0: people say he's going to be the first ever prop to win the Dally M, and I could. I, he could be the one to do it.
1: Yeah, if, if he keeps up that form that was happening in 2021 thereabouts. Mm. But it's it's strange to see how the painhas dialogue has changed, I guess, because you have a lot of people now that aren't really happy with him. I've seen people call him overrated, but for a guy that's playing with several AC joint injuries, yeah, I don't know, off. man. He's not overrated. like uh, I reckon I reckon he's been doing a pretty gun job. You you for try who... playing
0: 60 plus minutes of footy every week with two busted AC joints then then talk to me, mate. Yeah,
1: it's, it's pretty outlandish. Yeah. Uh, that said, with the Rabbitos, I think that goes back into a key player. Cody Walker. Um, I don't think he has to start the season amazing. I don't think he's ever been a starting the season amazing kind of guy. Mm. But that's part of why Ilias is so key for me. The quality of his line engagements and being able to put Walker in a good position. And also that's where Latrell Mitchell's health comes into it. Because as we talk about, you know, we talk about these like four player spines with some teams where the 13 is more of a spine than a middle forward for them. Yeah. And Stouts definitely are one of them with Murray and the way he ball plays. So...
0: That's why I refer to yeah. like myself, I refer to the lock as a spine
1: position now because of yeah. those types of players. <laughs> yeah. The, the way I kind of think of it is that there are some teams that have four player spines and other teams that have Three player spines, yeah. Well, five, four the Cowboys, five,
0: so you have four, and then you have five because hooker, halves, and then fullback is your.
1: Oh, that's true. Yes, yeah, five player spine. I uh, yes, I think of them as uh, versus takes for example like the Cowboys or the Bulldogs the way that they have guys like Tamalolo and TPJ. Tamalolo's has um, developed his ball playing though. To he has, but he's but not a he's main still... ball player. He's a ball runner. Yeah, he he's not a ball player. He just can throw a decent pass. Hundred
0: mm. percent. Um, with going into twenty twenty three, uh, season kicks off in less than in just a little over two months now, or a little under actually. Sorry. Um, what do they need going into this new season? What do the rabbits need? I think it's just managing trail. That's a, that's a key focus, keeping him fit and healthy, doing that load yep. management. If he has to miss games because of it, so be it. You have Black Taff who can do a job there. Um, even if it's like just rest him during Origin, like if he, he he's going to play Origin, um, don't play him after an Origin game. As much as he wants, to, he's like no. You're not playing. Yep. You need to manage this manage yourself. We know what can happen if you overload it. Um, yep. and also I just think Ili- like it's Ilias and Cody's second year being halves now um, Yep, like you said Cody's not a good like he hasn't been a strong performer at the start of the season I um, saw that last year he was a bit underwhelming um, as much as I hate to do it I actually like you, you compare I sometimes compare supercoach scores from previous seasons to see how they are going and uh, Walker dropped off dramatically in the first five rounds compared to the first five rounds of the 2021 campaign. It so they've announced Walker has signed an extension. Let's just hope he can live up he can live up to why that extension was granted.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a reason that they kept Walker over Reynolds, and it's mm. because his creativity is one of the key elements to that Rabbitohs attack. He has um, a good
0: eye for like reading defensive lines, too, I've noticed. like he'll, He knows when to do oh, yeah. a cutout ball. He knows when to do an inside ball. Short pass to his second row. And also, this is him and Jai Hour's third year together, so they have that cohesion. Yeah.
1: Well, it's just Cody Walker knows how to ice and overlap. Yeah, 100%. If, if he sees an overlap, he knows what to do with it. Uh, Latrell, he's similar, except he probably... Oh, well, Cody Walker, he definitely utilizes his running game a lot, too. Because compared to some other five eights, I think Walker definitely bags a fair few tries.
0: He does, yeah. So, um, and he he has a strong palm, as we, as he clearly would know. He can rake <laughs> up some meters if he needs to. Yep. He he won't he won't take a hit up ever. But nah, well He's a half. You don't expect no hundred percent unless you're Robert Luai. <laughs> um. oh. Was there anything else you think you could
1: add to the Rabbits this coming season? What do you think they need? Uh, I just think it comes down to obviously the health of Luttrell and Cam Murray, because for Cody Walker to be his best, he needs Luttrell to be in and thereabouts, the same way that he needs Murray to be in and thereabouts. And as well, it's the best for Ilias' development that he's able to work in that framework, because for him, his main priority, and the main priority of Illus's game, because of all the creativity that you get from Walker, he just needs to have quality line engagements, and to know that, you know, he can run the ball to open up the game as well, just to keep the defence honest. It doesn't always have to be trying to run to score every time, just sometimes to let the defence know, hey, I, I am going to do this sometimes.
0: Yeah, I be, be on your toes, because I am going to run this game. Um... I think that's what one of the, one of the best 5 eights last season did, and that's um, Dylan Brown from Parramatta. Yeah. I'd also I like, to add, also like yeah. to add, I did, note, I did mention this earlier, it's this team, Jason Demetrio's second year, of course, they have this new load management system with the trail, but they're also going to add it to different players as well, I feel. So managing those injuries and loads it's going to be pivotal around that origin time I think a lot of teams can take notes two teams have already taken notes from Rabideaux, uh during this preseason and that's Manly and Storm both their fullbacks have gone into uh, rehab over in the States so again it's going to be uh, interesting to see how their system of uh, management transpires to other clubs and how they they transpire to the 17 on game day
1: yep I agree completely uh,
0: moving on, I think it's time to talk about your team.
1: How good. And that's the North Queensland Cowboys. How good. How good they are they? They are my team, and it is my dream to see them at the top.
0: Well, mate, I reckon this is the year to see them at the top, not going to lie. It's the
1: year, uh, it's the year. Uh... Looking at this, oh.
0: um, I know, okay, looking at it. They haven't made many. They haven't made a signing, have they? Or no, they have. Sorry, they've, they've made Carmel. three
1: signings. There's first off, you have Jack Gozieski, um... coming from Manly. Obviously, having him bolsters the second road depth a fair bit. Given I it was what's happened with, um, oh yes, he was from Illawarra. He was previously at Manly. That one's on me. Um. But, yeah, we've signed him, and that bolsters our second-row depth, given what's happened with Luciano de Lua. Which we'll get into We also have... We've also got Lukey, who's out with still recovering from the ACL injury. Dunn, also recovering from an ACL injury. Plus, you generally don't want him in second row. It's not his best position, and I think he's a better middle. Mm. So, given that, and you've also got Gilbert leaving, Lemuelu leaving... As well, both of them being players who one of them was a starting second row, one of them did play there as depth. So Well, I will that, say
0: there yeah. has been some new information regarding good old Mitchie Dunn.
1: What's happening? Um, he is back to running. Back to running, that's fantastic news. Um, he was
0: spotted on the Instagram page of the Cowboys actually um, you know the sleds, the rate sleds? Yep. He was using them today. He was using that as resistance. So good to see that. That's obviously good signs that he is recovering well from his uh, ACL injury. So props to that big fella.
1: Absolutely. How good is that? They've also Fantastic signed one of my good Cowboys.
0: mates, uh, br- big brothers, and that's uh, Jamet Sibasaki.
1: Yeah, Matt Sibasaki. That one is going to be... I, I think that's a good signing in terms of just outside back depth. Need it after him a left. Yeah, um, and also just with the general context of knowing that, one, it's a fairly cheap signing, uh, bringing him back up here. He did show a lot of promise in the lower grades and uh, the ability to run the ball quite well. So getting him on the Cowboys program and seeing if he's able to play his best footy is going to be pretty good. Even if he does spend most of the time as depth...
0: Well, I've been, uh, uh, whenever I've seen him yeah. recently, uh, he has a very good mindset, I will say. He's, he, his little brother, uh, Jamal, he's actually in the Young Guns this year, yeah. and his main focus is family. He wanted to come back for family. He's Miss Tansville, uh, so, and he's very fortunate to be playing with the Cowboys and Novat. Um, he's overall happy, he, he's in a great mood. He loves this town, he loves this club. And he just wants to see his little brother succeed and play footy, which I love. Uh, uh, Shib came to every single game he could for us this season. He even came down to Mackay to watch us play. uh, Is this Gamet or Jamal? Uh, Gamet. Oh, wow. Yeah, because Jamal was our uh, co-captain this year. Um, Oh, yeah? So Gam tried to make every game, and uh, seeing him was very good. it bol- it bolstered the team knowing that a NRL player of uh, had, had, was coming to our game to support us. But I I especially like it because one Hammerso's left, you need that uh, centre depth now, um, or wing depth. You know, um, I know Hammer was playing fullback, and you most likely play
1: fullback at Dolphins, but um. He did play one game in the centres, I think at least, and he played a few games on the wing as well when Felt went down. Yes. So obviously you, you do need guys that can cover the spots. Um,
0: we'll also note that Tamo, a uh, great bloke, spoke to him today actually. Um, uh-huh. he's good. To be, it's, it's good to see him back home in my opinion. Um, he's happy to be home as, as well. Uh, that's what I said to him, welcome home. He just smiled and laughed <laughs> and said, thanks, mate. Um,
1: That's always good to hear.
0: Yeah. I, I like that. I know people are going to say, oh, he's old. He's washed up. We've said this in the Tigers preview a couple of weeks ago. He may be old, but out of everyone in that Tigers team last year, he had the fastest play the ball. The fastest. Exactly. So... You have guys like Reese Robson, Tommy Deard, Scotty Drinkwater. Can you like? The, there's this play they would love to do with the Cowboys, and and we've mentioned it before. Jacob loves this play. Every time he get he gets a chance, he mentions it, um, and that's that. Um, Reese Robson running on fourth. Can yep run on fourth. Tommy Deard goes into dummy half, passes to Drinkwater, and they still have those kick options. Um, yep. So tackle three. Tamo gets the ball, gets a fast play to ball on fourth. Robbo, boom, and then they just go into that sinking position. It's basically muscle memory for these boys at the moment, and you'll see it nearly. Every, you, you'll see it every game this season. Um, but no, I, I like Tamo adds that depth because Tommy Gilbert, he was when um, Luch was joined the club. He would get substituted on, but then, and then Tommy Gilbert would go into like the middle rotation. So Tom would play like prop or lock, for us at some points. Um, notable like the losses here we've mentioned three of them. Let me Gilbert and Hammer, but Ben Condon. That's another one that people won't haven't mentioned. I know Condon isn't the best player. He can improve a lot, but he is also another player that lose it, that goes away from our second row depth you know realistically we've lost three second rowers this year um where connolly can play in the centers he can also play second row and that's where he played most of his footy in the past two seasons if i'm correct
1: yeah he transitioned to a second row last year but the year before that he was a center
0: yeah but away he's uh I was playing the Cowboys career mode in Rugby League Live 4. He fucking... He got yep. M center of the year because of me. He owes
1: his career <laughs> to me in that game. Uh, it's because it's he was a center in that game, I remember. Um, He was a Tigers was. junior at that point, I believe.
0: Yeah, I just downloaded uh, the um 20... Like, I haven't even updated the squads. I still got them as, like, the 2020 squads. <laughs>
1: 2020, it's... I think the, the original game, I think, they used 2017 squads.
0: Yep. i just play 40, man, on that game. I don't care about the squads. I'll upgrade it now because there's yeah, big changes. But, I'm um, starting
1: to get better at running those short side plays as well, throwing the cutouts. I am too. I am Something too. I can never get figured out before.
0: Oh, What well, I can't get get figured out is when they when the op kicks the ball and you're trying to keep it in field, but then the AI just catches it and it's in the touch. And I'm like, bruh. Can you do something about this, please?
1: <laughs> that's that's an all-time Rugby League Life fault glitch. The, the oh. thing is, you're meant to use it to your advantage.
0: It's fucking bullshit.
1: It's what, it. you need, what you need to do is you need to get better at kicking and kick to a certain space. As long as you get it somewhat near touch, the momentum of the other team's fullback will take it into touch.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm just talking about being on the receiving end of that kick. Yeah, I know. It's, oh, I'm going to get livid about it because I lost the gap because of it. Um, Better kick pressure. Yeah, kick pressure. There we go. No, um, so, again, Cowboys have lost a lot of second row depth. And Gazowski coming in is good. He is, a, it's good as in it allows us to fill in one of three spots. Um, I believe our top 30 is full. Is that correct? I think it is now. Yeah. Um, So we won't be seeing any more signs coming out of cows. Um, We could see maybe, like, Riley Price finally make his NRL debut. Fuck, that would be I would love
1: that. I would love that. I think that's the one thing that excites me is that we do have good middle depth coming through with Price. Mm. Um, And Jack. Obviously, yeah. Luke Jack. Luke Jack. Jack as well. Luke Jack, but I think it'll be... I think it's Riley Price that's going to get the nod first because yeah. he's actually in the Cowboys' top 30 at the moment. I'll be got got Taniella Sudrugu, who was playing in the middle for Fiji in the World Cup, so... Do it, you cowards! Debut him! Do it, yes. Debut Sudrugu, because that will honestly be one of the most entertaining debuts of the year, I reckon.
0: Oh, mate, if we do it, we have to have a fucking watch party in the Cowboys' Discord.
1: We will. And also, just his um... His offloading ability, because of his upper body strength, was absolutely ridiculous. And if you've got drink water sniffing around the rock for those offloads, breaking play open, then good lord.
0: Mate, stop it. Stop it. I'm already excited enough for it. You don't have to be telling me this.
1: No, okay. Um,
0: If you're not in the Cowboys Discord, Sudrugu is kind of like a meme, would you say?
1: He can't defend out wide.
0: Yeah, that's the big meme, because someone said it.
1: Like, tons of said it. Yeah,
0: Tons said it, like, last year. And ever since then, we've just been given... Like, just... It's a copy-paste thing. Whenever he's mentioned, yeah. it's like, he can't defend out wide, though. Which he can. He's gotten better. But he's also a tackle-busting yeah. machine, and he's awesome.
1: He's also a prop. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Yeah, which was kind of because Tunza was right in the end. He kept saying he would be good in the middle, so there well, you go. Cr- all adds to, our, to him.
0: Adds to our middle depth. There you go.
1: Um, exactly. And second row if needed. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Fucking, you'd run a good line, I reckon.
1: Yeah, but you, I reckon putting him in the middle is your best shot.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk about it then. Best seventeen. Uh, relatively goes unchanged except for a few. Uh, Backline stays the same from 1-7 to seven from last year. Drinkwater, fullback. Felt and Muzz, ringers. Val and Hicks in sensors. Tommy Dearden and Chad Townsville in the halves. He, like, the, middle, the middles go unchanged too, I reckon. McLean and Cotter. Uh, JT at 13. Uh, Reese Robson, of course, can't wait to see. I reckon he gets he gets a blue jersey this year. I reckon he'll, I reckon he'll do so well. He gets a blue jersey. He will be starting. It'll be him and Happy,
1: which is going to be funny when we figure out whoever the Cowboys are going to have to put nine. What was that? Sorry, the Cowboys will have to find someone to play nine at that point. Chestnut. Just. He's played halves. He's played in the middle forwards. I don't think he's played nine before.
0: No. And that's what the cows are currently lacking, is a nine depth. Nine in second row. Yeah, exactly. Row. They've got all the fucking yeah. backs you want, but nine in second row.
1: Um, Now, this and is you what... You can't really throw Cotter in there, which I would suggest <clears throat> that we throw Cotter in there, but the problem is that he's going to be playing Origin too.
0: Yeah. Alright, so this is where it gets messy. We already know what one second row spot would look like, and that's obviously Rookie of the Year, Jeremiah and Nanai. I know you said John Butter, right, because of you.
1: Because of me? Oh, because SRL. SRL. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, so Nenai got that spot locked down. Um, so what I've done here is I've put Looch in 11. However, that may not happen because of court appearances. So I've and then even again, you got Luki. Do you see that, our problem here, Jacob?
1: Yes, because Luki is still recovering from the ACL. Yeah. So And then the guy that would replace Lukey is also recovering from an ACL with Mitch Dunn. Do you see A you here, people? Yes. And that is where Gojeski comes in.
0: And Tamo goes to Bench.
1: Start. Yeah, well, but also I don't think that Tamo is going to be the second row depth. I also wouldn't be entirely surprised if if Hess ends up at second row just because Payton has done it before. Mm. Um, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of it, but I also think that given the circumstances, we probably don't really have a choice. See, that's the and thing. It won't be. A, it won't be a long term thing either.
0: That's the thing. I've mentioned it countless times. With with Hess, you just give him a simple message and he'll do it. He's that type of player, in my opinion. You just, you give him a message, and you go, go out there, make at least a hundred meters per ga- per game, and smash the fuck out of people. He'll do it. It's when you add the technical stuff is where he'll get a bit iffy, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's sort it out this. You don't play Tama, ran run you said. Does that open a Riley Price debut on the bench?
1: It definitely can. He can cover a spot at second row, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. But I also think that what it realistically looks like is going to be Grand Villa tresta at 14, and then you're going to go two middles and a second row. I because That's generally what we've done. It's going to be between mm. the two middle spots. You know that one of them is going to be Hess. The other one, I think, is going to be between Neem, Sadrugu... Um, Tenor Brown Oh fuck, Price. I didn't even think about him
0: There you
1: go Yeah, well it's And obviously Peyton does quite like Tanua Brown for his defence, he's played there a fair bit And, and he's, he's done boys. a decent job When he's played And he's a wise boy Yeah, he is um, As was Petter Hickory And obviously Petter Hickory's been absolutely Insanely good for us this year
0: Well I think that just uh, like opens up our Round 1 team then JTB, Neem, Hess, Tommy Chestnut
1: on the bench. Yeah, well, it's. It, it all comes down to what's happening with the second rowers. Um, yeah. Because I, I think Gojeski starts, um, given what's happening with Luki, Dunn, and Lee Lua. So I think it goes Gojewski and Nanai, and then. Or it could be Hess and Nanai with Hess shifting into the middle and then um, Gozieski coming from the bench, which is also, given how Payton likes to coach, I would not be surprised.
0: Yeah. Um, I I would say could we could see a potential Mitchie Dunn um, round one, but that doesn't look like he. Maybe round six. Having a look at that video again. Just right. Yeah, there you go. He doesn't look very like stable on his feet while running. Yeah. He's I'd only say got... take, it,
1: take it as slow as you can because yeah. I think Mitch Dunn, he's one of our younger players, you don't want to risk any re-aggravations or anything. Just let him recover as well as he can and have that next-man-up mentality and trust Gozieski and Hess to be able to fill in that current middle job or price if it comes down to that.
0: Yeah, so I'm just having a look. His his knees not. Ve- uh, what knee did he do? Fuck. I'm I'm guessing he does his left knee. I think he did his left. So that one isn't bent a lot. It's his right that he's pushing off with. He only has mm. one plate on this on the sled. I'm no physio, but like I'm studying to be one. Um. It looks like it. He, he, obviously, he's come a long way. He's to getting that ability back in his knee. He's starting to sprint. Uh, he won't be back for round one. Looking at that video, but we'll, he'll definitely yeah. be making a lot. He's making progress fast, which is good. Yeah. No update on Lukey yet, from what I've seen from the cows. Um. So yeah, just adds more questions. And like you said, I don't. We don't think Mitch Dunn will play second row. He's better in the. He's better in the middle. Um, big question circling one other little area, and that's the fourteen. There's been three names chucked around, but the one that's getting the most attention is Tom Tom Chester. Uh, the other two being uh, Jack Granville, club veteran, and Ben Hampton. Out of those three, who who would you rather have? I've got Chestnut.
1: Um. I'm not really going to make any judgments until we actually see what happens in preseason. Mm. I think Chester is obviously the one everyone's looking at because, you know, Granville, he can't play forever. And also, Hammer was favoured over him towards the end. But I do think it's... Like, Chester's going to have to fight for the spot.
0: Yeah, 100%. He's not going to be um, given it. All because the Tansville Bulletins, yeah. is, like, saying, oh, the future of a star is... Th- the yeah, star well becoming brighter for Tom Chester. Yeah, that doesn't make Which,
1: it. it's... Let's show you, know, Chester's obviously... he If he if he puts his head down and keeps his attitude, probably he'll have a spot there eventually. And obviously he's done that because you see the ridiculous amount of work he's put into before getting that debut. Yeah. So, it'll come down to that and just seeing how we go there. I think that he came with the jersey. 100%. It um, just it depends how he plays in those trials.
0: I see I like Chester because of his versatility in nearly every um position. Uh yeah. he can play he can play anywhere. Like honestly. Uh he's labelled as a
1: fullback on super coach, we'll say. That uh, that was his main position in Queensland Cup.
0: Yeah, and he played there uh, against Souths, what, didn't he? Up in Cairns, year.
1: Yes, in the preseason trial, he also had that one really cool try assist where he kind of spun around and got the ball out. Is that cool. when
0: we got mooned on live TV?
1: That was Andre Nico who got mooned on live TV. <laughs> um, he was a fantastic music producer, by the way. Wait, he's a music producer? What the Andre Nico is, yeah. So uh, Jermaine Tanua Brown is the rapper of the Cowboys top three, and then Andre Nico, who isn't um, with the Cowboys now I don't think, but he is he is a music producer. He actually makes really cool beat tapes. Yeah, right. There you
0: go. That's interesting.
1: Like they're like they're legitimately good. We might have to give him a shout
0: out. Yeah, no, it's, it's good music, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll listen to it after the potty. Um, so yeah, I, I just like Chester because of his versatility. Um, I know Granville can do a job. He can play lock. He can. He he did play some second row last year. I did see.
1: He did. He, he played a fair bit of second row when he was coming off the bench when necessary. Yeah. Um, he's also played in the centres and wing and fullback the year before that. So Jake Granville has played literally everywhere in an NRL team except in the Harps. Alright. Um,
0: Alright, now we know who's uh, replacing Tommy Dearden during Origin. Um, He's
1: collecting the infinity stones
0: He is collecting the infinity stones He's collecting all the positions um, Who's your player to watch coming into the season?
1: Um. I, wouldn't I think narr- that it's What's that?
0: I wouldn't narrow it down to a singular person I think you just narrow it down to position in my opinion The Chad, yeah, Chad.
1: Can it he comes replicate? down? To Chad, can you? There's, yeah, can he replicate the same levels of fitness, the same levels of defensive intensity? Um. Because, and if it's not Chad, I'm going to Hiku. Mm-hmm. Hiku needs to replicate it. He... he was sixth in the NRL for the most meters ran. Wow. Um, which puts him above James Fisher Harris, for example. Um puts him above Joey Manu actually. So that's just to put into comparison how much of a workhorse hiku has been over the past 12 months for the Cowboys. and that means that Holmes can play his game as well. You know, if you take away Petahiku, if Petahiku has a year like last year like he had at the Warriors, I don't think we're anywhere near the level of success we have. So yeah, very, very, very important player. I think
0: that's just like, what we need to watch out with this club. Do they slip, and how far also, do drink they slip?
1: water? Drink water needs to have another really good year because mm-hmm. he was absolutely insane. But this is going to be his first year, I think, where he is the full time first choice fullback yeah. for the entire time. So he's going into this preseason knowing that the jersey is his. How does he take that? Does he take that experience to go to the next level or does he kind of slip a bit? We're going to have to find out.
0: Well, if you have Todd Payton as your coach, I don't think you want to slip at anything because he'll make a new hole for you.
1: Yeah, well, he'll... Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll just bury that you. He'll,
0: he'll just dig up a grave at Castle Hill and just bury you in it.
1: I don't know. I, th- I think he's a bit more of a compassionate coach. Just not in press releases. Yeah, not in press releases, but he did say that he does regret handling the Tamalolo situation like that. Oh, yeah. I think anyone would.
0: Um, But, yeah, it's just... They need to keep their standards high, and I think Todd is someone who won't let anyone... um, Let it slip. He He has standards, and if you don't meet those standards... See ya. You're not playing that week.
1: Yep. Well, we saw it happen with Luki a few times. Yeah. We've, we've seen it happen with Dejan Arcee. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And he's the only on like a train and trial deal with Broncos? Perma? No.
1: He signed a two year deal with the Eels.
0: Oh, he signed a two year deal with the Eels? Okay. Yep. Yeah, you heard so much stuff about Arcee during this preseason. And I didn't know what to believe or what to do. Like, what to. Yep. Think was real, it
1: was that like one minute it was he a, was with really the Broncos, and then... well, the the eels put out official release and everything for it. So. Okay, good to know.
0: Um,
1: any final thoughts on this team going forward? Um, it really does come down to replicating some areas of success, but also a lot of the young players need to continue to develop. Yeah, we need to see Cotter having the games that he was having and continue Mm -hmm. that we need to see nanai doing a similar thing to the end of the year in terms of his line running small thing about nanai i want to show everyone by the way watch the small adjustments he does as he goes to run a line some guys kind of are just like straight run it straight types but he's got this shiftiness and it's really good because it helps him avoid massive contact but it also helps develop more space and it throws the defenders off and it gets him a quicker play the ball Mm. I think o- Origin 3 is a great example of where he does it, but also any of his later season games for the Cowboys.
0: I, For myself, I just think retaining players is an important one for this team.
1: Yeah, you got to keep the game together.
0: Yeah, because you've just lost three genuine or two genuine players that were very good for the success of the Cowboys this season. And injuries like making sure that their depth chart is spread out evenly which I think Todd is seeing now that like oh okay we're we're limited in this position let's see what we can do and work around they didn't I, I don't think personally they needed to sign big name players
1: which well they didn't even do it the year before yeah Hiku and Chad Townsend people thought they were terrible signings no one was saying that they were great signings, yeah, they uh, got unless they stops. were me. Um, yeah, cause they. but the, all they were doing was just feeling the spots. We had problems with centres, because we had Granville playing in the centre of the wing, so we signed Hicku, yep. and then we signed Charles chaos because uh,
0: Well, we needed a half-back.
1: Jake Clifford, yeah, well, Morgan retired, and Clifford was already leaving. So that that was both players that could have played halfback and then did, and we wanted to develop. They're, they've plugged holes. I will say that,
0: or they've they've uh, lessened the size of the hole
1: in the last two. Exactly, days. and that's realistically that's the when you're a young team and you're focused on building from within instead of buying a team, that that checks out. Yeah, hundred percent. Um.
0: Alrighty. I say we move on for now because we've, Jacob has had his little cowboys talk for this episode. We've actually extended it
1: which is good. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. I know you love awesome. talking about your cows, man.
1: Awesome. <laughs>
0: it's going to be Some awesome. It's going to awesome. Um, alrighty. Now let's uh, go into the darker side of Queensland.
1: Are you ready oh, for this one, Jake? It's amazing. Very ready. I was very excited for it.
0: Alright, the, the next one is going to be the Titans. Um, now, this this club is interesting. They played finals the year before. However, they didn't make finals this year, and a lot of their stuff slipped. Would you agree that they slipped a lot?
1: Well, yeah, the latter speaks for itself. You're, you're yeah. about... borderline spooners really if it isn't for the Tigers being as bad as they were
0: I'm like when I say they've slipped I mean like um mentality rise and they're all about yeah yeah one percent mentality
1: fitness I think it was also a completely different game this year so they weren't able to just kind of rely on the brilliance that they did the year before
0: I also think it's the involvement of some big-name players in that squad that didn't help mm-hmm. um, that, of course, everyone's going to know who we're talking about there. Um, but when you just look at it, they have made some good, genuine signings, in my opinion. they filled in two spots that they needed to. They've got A lot of what happened this year with the Titans was that they lacked that that vet, that veteran, you know, they have a young captain. They have a young spine in general, you and, and Justin Holbrook knew that that was a risk going into this year. You know, I wouldn't even say um, Jamal Fogarty is that experienced. He doesn't. He has less than a hundred games, and so he's not a very experienced spine player. He does. He does have some experience, but not to the extent of their key signing this year. That's key in Foreign. You look at this new squad and you think potential, like, and you have these players that want to pr- reprove themselves. Um, Fotoreca for being one, uh, Brimo he he now has a reason to play after his uh, one of his good mates passed away in the off season, which is very sad, but he's even come out and said I want to play for him now, which is great to hear. Um, you also have a genuine g- hooker now you have a hooker that has been through the yards and that is Sam Vells he's won a premiership with the Roosters uh, he didn't get a lot of game time over the past couple of years because of injuries and because of um, I think he was limited because of Jake Friend but when once he retired that, that spot did open up but, but again injuries did st- slow that down
1: unfortunately for
0: him would you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's see with the cheese coming in over at Roosters, and then you've also got the arrival of Jake Turpin to Bondi. Then you, it makes sense that yeah, you know, someone was going to be the odd man out eventually. I think that it'll be fantastic to see him playing because it means that Aaron Clark goes to the thirteen role full time, which is which very good. It's fantastic because it's his best position. He was a halfback in juniors. So, ball playing is kind of his whole thing. But he's also a very large, strong body. So, yeah. Um.
0: Well, let's go over the signings with this new Gold Coast side. Kieran Thorne, Sam Burles, Joe Stimson, Aaron Sh- Shop, Chris Randall. So, they've actually added to that hooker depth, which is good. Yeah. But I think they've... Yeah. I think they've solidified that uh, Clark won't be a hooker anytime soon. Um, yeah,
1: I don't think he was meant to be the hooker. I think yeah. he was only there because of the injury that they had had to Aaron Booth at the start of the year.
0: Yeah, and then Aaron Booth got injured at the later end of the year, and then boom. Yep. Um. So now, what, they've got three hookers, which is good? Yep. Um... And, you know, I think they're smart with that, to be honest, because the two of their hookers are kind of injury-prone, that being Sam and Aaron. So having Chris Randall come in, who has done a job at the Knights this year, um, has been good. I think that was a smart move by Holbrook. Um, The losses are... Uh, Jad Wallace, Jermaine Ozarko, Corey Thompson, Hermine, Hermine S. A. S. E. Sam Lizone, and Greg Marju. Uh will say Jared Wallace 100% win rate a hooker just saying if it works it works it works it works Uh, I think Greg and Wallace are two big losses for me Greg obviously we know his defensive capabilities are lacking but I also like how he is a genuine good solid option for kick meter returns and doing hit ups like he's a regular will say
1: ball. though Jojo Fafita,
0: Fafita too. Like he, he's on Jojo, the wing for me.
1: Jojo Fafita will be on the wing, and I think, as as much as you do lose the kick returns from, Mazu, Fafita has been a pretty solid winger, so I don't think that it's going to be an absolute disaster for the Titans given his emergence. Mm. I think he's going to have a Murray Taulangi type year. To be honest, he's, oh, wow, he's going to okay. have one of those. I think he's going to have a year where people realise just how solid he is at some things because of the improved experience around him.
0: Well, let's go into this best 17, shall we? Um, We did speak about, in the first episode of the uh, previews for this season, we did go on a little bit of a tangent like we usually do, and we did speak about the Titans, and we came to a conclusion about the the halves. Um, But first, Jaden Campbell at fullback... Notice there's a certain Brimo missing from that position. Feeder and Herbert um in on the ring. And an Aaron Aaron Shop and Brian Kelly in the centres.
1: I think Sami plays on the wing instead of Herbert.
0: Okay, yeah. Sami obviously because being a Sami instead of uh, representative. Between,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Which is good. Um so, Brimo and then Thorne. So, we've actually got Thorne in the 7 spot. Uh, we did speak about yeah. how uh, Boyd, tenor Boyd, did do a very solid job at the back end of the season after Toby Sexton was dropped. And we, we thought we could come to the conclusion that Boyd was all-around better for 17. You know, you didn't want to drop, drop Jaden Campbell. You didn't want to drop AJ. Um... And Jaden has been playing fullback for the majority of last season and the year before at the back end. So he didn't really want to just, like, throw him out the door as he, is, as he is actually still developing and he is getting that experience at the fullback position. You also have Brimo, who has played only one full year, 5'8", and is still... and has showed potential and we want... we didn't want either of those two to miss out what Justin Holbrook does is entirely up to him, who knows one of those two might slack off during preseason, and one might not even start in round one um, we thought that foreign being seven would be the best because well, it's foreign and you need that ver- that veteran in the halves who can organise play, who can allow to unlock David Fafita and David Fafita plays on the right side of Gold Coast and Obviously, it's going to be foreign. that will play on the right side if he plays halfback. Uh, Boyd, we've put up 14, and we haven't even named Toby Sexton in the best 17. It was a bit hard because Toby Sexton's kicking game is amazing. It's a, it's really good. He was leading the um, forced dropouts at the end of the year, at one point, sorry. And... I think he just needs to develop a little bit more and I think that's what Holbrook realised at the back end, middle of the season is that he didn't allow enough time in Q Cup for Sexton. The the club itself, I think, what I've read wanted Sexton to be the half for years to come. Like, they wanted Sexton because they wanted to retain him and he had that potential. So, to do that they had to give him game time and it didn't really work and that's What let the Titans slip in twenty twenty two to lose Jamal Fogarty was a big one. So, do do you like obviously we've talked about this prior episodes, but now coming into like the nearly the back end of the preseason, would you make any changes to the spine?
1: Um, not particularly with that. To be honest, I think that they've got. A fairly decent team there with what they've built. I think Foran is an OK7. Okay I think he... Well, he's better than OK7. Okay he's got some quality line engagements. But it'll be interesting to see how he fits into that role. Because the reality is, you do want Campbell and Bremson to be on the field at once. Yeah. As much as I think Bremson's best position is at fullback, he definitely can play well at 5
0: And also, why would you invest so much time in Campbell just to drop him for two years and then... Big and back.
1: Exactly. And also Campbell's kick returns are absolutely electric. Yeah. So it's having him out the back and being able to develop that combination. I think whatever they choose their spine, stick with it for the year. It it doesn't matter what it ends up being. Don't chop and change it. Just let the combinations build.
0: Uh, That's something I actually put in for what they need this year is that they can't just... They need to solidify their spine. Too many times a day mess with the hooker last year um, and it didn't work a lot out. of
1: it not by choice with yeah injuries
0: it was injuries and it didn't work so it didn't go so well um continuing on with this best 17 Tino and Fodder Fado starting um props former and Fafida in the second row and Clark obviously is going to be my 13 as well as majority of people uh Boyd on the 14 I think he was the fourteenth majority last season. He can play Hooker, he can play in the halves. And then you got Jolliffe, Leu and Stimson uh filling in the remaining bench. I think, spots.
1: I think Liu is oh know Liu, Liu has committed. He was leaving and then he was not leaving.
0: Yeah, that was bullshit apparently.
1: It was it was a very weird one.
0: Yeah, um he came out with a press release like a day or two ago and said, Yeah, that was that was completely bullshit. Yeah. Um, David Fafita played a watch this season. Uh, I think it's a contract year for Fafita, so you look at it and you go, he needs to perform. I think what has let him down this year was a was injuries. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, he just didn't. He wasn't able to consistently get the play time in his position he was, and obviously when you're playing injured, you can't really do everything mm. at the level of effort that you always want. So obviously Fafita wasn't going to be taking that level of hit-ups that you'd expect from him, those tough carries. So it, it comes down to that and him being able to play at his best position because obviously his 2021 season, people forget about it very easily.
0: Very good. Very
1: good. But it was it was very, very good. You know, people people see what Nani did this year, but I don't even think that was as impressive as what Fafita did. And Fafita um, had a
0: rib injury at the back end of that season too. That's why he was coming yes, off the
1: bench. And he was yeah, and he was playing with painkillers and everything too. Yeah. So it was definitely a it, it was a peculiar one with how it was managed, also having Holbrook and well, the that's the thing. he was working.
0: Everyone was criticising them about that, but the Titans didn't say anything. Like, no one knew that he was suffering through all that pain, and that's why he was coming off the bench. They just yeah. put it down to poor coaching, and I remember someone saying that their finals hopes are on the line, and they've got him on the bench this, this game. And it was against Newcastle, and it went down to sudden death. Like, it... It was a field goal between the two. Mm. And uh, Titans won it. And they went on to verse Roosters in Townsville. And then we got the infamous uh, Patrick Herbert non pass. Oh, yeah. That was. Yeah, that was painful. That
1: was watch. something.
0: Yeah, Corey Thompson loved Old oh, Mate after that. Huh. But no, like, obviously, human and you're in the final stages of the game and you, you're not really going to try and think straight. You just want to go, I need to get this fucking ball down. That's all going to matter. And he had like roosters all over him. So honestly, they were in it. They were in it, that game. The roosters weren't looking too sharp. They, I think they went on to verse Manly and then they got flogged the following week. Um, yeah. I, I honestly, I think, Foreign like if Fafita can have a solid preseason without any injuries, and he doesn't get in, injured in the All Stars game, and if I was Justin Holbrook, as much as culture means something, I would say, do what do what you want, but my opinion is to avoid injury and to have a good season for a, your club this season. Don't play that All Stars game. It's what Cody didn't play last season. Troll uh, didn't play last season, nor did Manu because of those injuries. Um, as much as I love that game because of their culture and the intensity that it brings, is it a smart idea for Fafita to play that All Stars game? Risk more injury because he did get injured in that game when he got shoulder charged by uh, Jordan Rapiner and he got a rib injury, and then it got worse throughout the season progressed. Mm. It, that that. Isn't a call for myself to put... Like, I'll put it out there. Could that happen? I think it could happen. It's Fafita's call. Um, he should absolutely play it for his culture. Culture is the most important thing. It's a great way to express where you come from. Um, it's just his call if he wants to... It's like what uh, Schuster did for the World Cup this season. He decided to miss out in the World Cup to focus on Manly. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he does play the All-Stars game, which is February 20th? I think so. Yeah, somewhere around that. I know it's close because all the merchandise has come out into all the stores now for, like, all the jerseys. It's actually, we, ha- we don't have the mouldy one yet. We only have Indigenous. Ah. Uh. Um, where do you see Foreign fitting in best for Fafita I reckon he, he did it with Andrew Davey this year he was able to engage the line enough to f- force them to focus on him and just allow Andrew to fit through holes um, obviously you have a more explosive power running Fafita on your a- outside so I reckon it's going to be a good season if they those two can click well together.
1: Yeah, I just think unironically it's about just making sure that if you see that one of your players or if a defensive line is struggling to prepare, that's when you just give Fafita early ball, kind of just Yeah. Wind him up and let him go.
0: Like even like that's... there's a try against uh Paramata last season where he, he scored from dummy half from like twenty meters out. Like that's how big and yeah. powerful he is.
1: Yeah, let's just put the ball in his hands and he will do his thing. It's going
0: to, like, is it a mental f- like, and that's the big thing. It's going to be a mental issue too of like how his confidence is when he starts playing. The more mm-hmm. he plays, the more confident he's going to get. I reckon. Um, we all know that me- that football can like, like rugby league can be the mental game. If you don't have a strong mental game, it can um, kind of ruin you. I know for certain with my sports, like getting back from injury is uh, very daunting and you just – the first thing you question is yourself and can you do it. Um, Mm. So confidence is what he'll need and um, no injuries. Also, I think like we've said it on the podcast multiple times – Going... Like, this is a thing for the entire team. mentality. The first percent... The one percenters. You need to get them straight. They lacked so hard last year. It wasn't even funny. Like, they weren't even trying half the time. The moment the kick was made... I Like... N- maybe... Not even three were running to catch that ball. Or, like, running to put pressure. I think 4 is one that will bring that to the club because he comes from a Des Hasler yeah. system. Des was like, he would drill it into you. One percenters, one percenters, one percenters. And he is the person who's going to be give me one percenters every game. And it's something that Justin Holbrook needs to have a look at. He needs to talk to Tino, who by the way has been confirmed that Tino will be the sole captain this year. Oh, Um, talk to Tino, talk to Fawn because Fawn will be a leader. He will not, he he may not wear the badge, but like it or not, he will be a leader in this club.
1: Well, that's what they need because Sexton, as much as I love him, he's, he's not a vocal seven at all. Yeah. When he was coming up in that PBC system, Tom Dearden was the more vocal player, um, despite having the six on his back, whereas Sexton would have the seven, well, Sexton would have the six on his back. Yeah. Um, And basically, he wasn't that main organising player. And obviously, when you're in a team with Brimson, who hasn't really played in the halves much, Campbell at fullback, and then Aaron Clark at nine, who's leading that team? Who's steering the spine around? And that's where it comes into being such a good idea to bring in foreign.
0: Yeah. And, like, that's what we've both said. Veterans. People who are going to come in and just turn, like, add that flair of veter- veterancy. Tino's a good captain, I will say. He he has he has that strong mental game. He has those 1%ers in him. So, it's going to be good to, like, see how these Titans go. Will they make D8? Mm, I don't know. I think know.
1: the goal for them is make top 12.
0: Yeah. It's to get out of that bottom five, because now it's not the bottom four, it's the bottom five. There's more chance of you being in the bottom five than the bottom four now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's mathematically correct. I hope so. Um,
1: well, it, it always was, because it's... You're more likely to, like, five out of 17... Five out of 17 versus four out of 16.
0: Yeah. It's, one
1: of them is um, a quarter. The other one is more than a quarter.
0: Yeah, that's true. There we go. Math with rugby league talks, ladies and gentlemen. Looking at it, a lot of team, well, a lot of people on social media don't have a lot of faith in this. It's just how do they present themselves, and can they do it consistently? Can they do it every week, after, one after each other? Um. Obviously, that's the goal. Like, that's what you want. But there will be times when they slip. Out of everyone you see here, do you see any potential origin stars except Tina? Uh,
1: Fido He played Origin. Philans Philip Sami. He played Origin. I think Jojo Fafita. Um, he has the possibility. David Fafita as well. Obviously, has played Origin. And I will not be surprised if he makes it again, if he has a decent year. Because, you know, think about it. David Fafita coming off the bench in origin for Queensland. That's... Cool. If he's in good form... That's gonna be Yeah, well, especially given that there's a good forward pack around him now. Because we've seen the emergence of guys like Carrigan and Cotter who weren't previously in that team. So, mm. you know. It's going to be good. Like, It's going to be good to
0: see how Fita's, Fafita's involvement goes. Because yep. he is still regarded as a very good second row, as the best, I think it's than now because of this year. Yeah. Um. Does he, like, and it is a contract year, so does he stay with the Titans? Does he resign, or does he go to a club, a different club? Uh, I know Canberra have been look on the lookout for him because uh, his partner, they want to sign his partner for their NRLW side. So that could be an incentive for one of each other to go. It could be. Um, Was there anything else you'd like to add towards
1: the Titans? Uh, Truthfully, I just think a lot of it comes down to how 4 goes at 7. But not just as a player and his ability to kind of ice or read the overlaps. It more comes down to what kind of influence he has when it comes down to... Or just getting the team together and saying, "All right, boys, chase this kick hard." More in the tank. I also think the Titans' fitness staff. It comes down to that too. You cannot have a team be as gassed and as kind of just complacent as they were at some times. Mm-hmm. It's it's not how you win games in the NRL.
0: A hundred percent. Like, it's going to be like a big turnaround for this club. Um, there's actually report. Oh, like an article coming out um, apparently there's betting odds, betting odds now between three clubs of like who gets the sack first between coach it was Hook um, yeah it was Hook Justin Holbrook and let me bring it up this is why I need a second monitor just saying if anyone wants to buy me one that'd be lovely uh, Adam O'Brien he was the third one hmm so that's a bit interesting to know, to know that there's three potential players that could oh, three potential coaches sorry that could be um booted or hooked
1: I but, don't think it's Holbrook sorry no. yeah I don't think it's Holbrook
0: Especially because he's brought Foreign over. that I yeah. think that would be, like, that's his incentive to say, hey, give me more time. Pretty much. But, um, who, for you, who do you want to watch, like, this year coming out of, like, foreign I think it's arguably everyone's going to be Foreign.
1: Um, I'll put down Mo Fodawaker. Okay, yeah, he's... He's going to be interesting. Yeah, the Titans forward pack definitely needs to be good. If you have Fodawaker and Tino up front, that's actually that's two Origin-level props. Fodawaker needs to have another good year, um, like he did in 2021 when the Titans made the 8. He slipped off a fair bit last year. Yeah. Uh, having Aaron Clark at 13 does bolster them a bit as well, just because of how good he is. So... Um, at ball playing, so that'll add a new dimension to the attack, and I think it also means Foreign does still get to play a bit of second receiver, just mm. something he's good at with Clark in that 13 position, so
0: Do you knowing think Holbrook, try... he
1: Holbrook has fascinating selections, but he is a bit of a mad genius when it comes to actually drawing up the attacking plays. Mm. Do you think so they be...
0: take a page out of South Sydney's uh, playbook and try and see like do a cam Murray but with Clarkie
1: they've already done it
0: I to be honest I didn't watch a lot of Gold Coast at the back end of the season
1: it's they they played Clark at first receiver as 13 the same way okay. that manly do with gerbo sometimes that Broncos do with carrigan sometimes but less than so like Murray or yo for example yeah or okay. hastings when he played there
0: so it's like a little uh delicacy you'll, you'll see it every now and then
1: Somewhat, it's yeah, yeah, because he is, he is the ball playing thirteen. Okay,
0: yeah, it's, like honestly, like we were interested in seeing how the knights' offense would go, but also I think I'm also very interested to see how this offensive side goes. They have the star power to do offensive, to do offense. It's defense where they'll have to improve significantly. Um, they were one of the leading clubs for uh, league tries and uh, missed tackles. Um, and part of that does come down to the 1% is and hunting that ball then kicked. So I think Thorne's going to be great because he's just going to keep yelling at hunt, 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 because you just want to be hunting that ball the moment he kicks it.
1: Yep,
0: 110%. But for the time being... I don't think there's anything else we can add for this week. We've only got two teams left after this episode.
1: Yeah, and that'll be pretty exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited to talk about that. Chooks and Canberra boys. Ah. But, um... Yeah, that's It's selected itself for us, basically, with them being the only two teams left. Yes, yes it has. Was there
0: anything else you'd like to add before we uh, leave?
1: Uh, there's just something I really love that I want to talk about. And what's that, mate? I love my footy.
0: And I love my footy too. Thanks for listening, everybody.